Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? Not much, man. You know, just glad to do another episode with you. Yeah, glad to be on as usual. Happy Saturday night. That's right, man. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out this latest episode on today's show. We're going to talk about. LeBron's uh, dominance in this uh, NBA Finals against his former team, the Miami Heat. We're gonna, you know, talk about what, um, you know, what's going on with that, and also preview what's gonna happen uh, in the rest of the series. Uh, we're also gonna talk about uh, the MLB. You know, McCauley's Yankees are, are riding high after defeating the Indians. Oh yeah. We'll talk about. <laughs> We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the other teams in the, you know, in this playoffs as well. And, um, you know, we'll, you know, we'll talk about moves that Mets might make if, you know, they hire Steve Cohen, which, the the, the um, you know, the the you know him being um, you know, appointed as the new owner, might be either this week or next week. We'll, you know, we'll get into that. And, you know, last but not least, you know, we'll talk WWE and, uh, you know, AEW and the rest. And, oh, yes, and also, um, you know, Hendrick Lundquist, you know, being released by the Rangers, you know, end of the era with the Rangers. Well, we'll talk about that as well. But most importantly, you guys know the number, and that number is, Five six three nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three nine 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 three five two nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. But with that said, let's um uh, uh let's let, let's talk about um LeBron James and he you know torching the heat and um. As you know, uh, LeBron James, uh, you know, he's a former Heat. Of course, after he took his talent to South Beach, you know, he won the title with uh, with uh, with the Miami Heat, which were their second and third title after, um, you know, they won, They originally won in 06 when, you know, Dwayne Wade was, um, was you know, the, the leader on the team, which also happened to be Alonzo Mourning's elusive championship that he was chasing his entire career um, that he, he finally got in 06 that year. But uh, also, you know, they won the titles. I think, what was it, like uh, 20, 2011, 20, 2011, 2012, I think. My memory served me right. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is their – the Heat has a chance to win their fourth title and their first title since – um, you know, LeBron James helped, you know, um, you know, Le, you know, LeBron James and of course, Chris Bosch at the time 
win those two those two titles. But the Heat have a huge hill to climb, and they're very familiar with their opponent because, like I said, LeBron James was the last the the last time he last time LeBron James was there. You know they you know they had glory days until, of course, LeBron took retook his talents away from South Beach and went back to Cleveland and righted that ship, righted that wrong, and got the brought them the title. And then, of course, he took his talents to the bright lights of L.A. And like I've been saying on this show for the for the past two years, eventually LeBron James would be in this spot that we see him in. And sure enough, he is. Because, one, he's LeBron James. He could attract any player he wants to any city, any town, any country, any planet, any galaxy that LeBron James plays in, that anybody will play with them, which is, the, in my opinion, the most marquee team in the NBA. Only the Celtics shares that distinction with them. But to me, I put the Lakers just a slight, tiny, minuscule ahead of them when it comes to, you know, the franchise in the NBA, in my, in my most humble opinion. But... You know, right now, the Heat has a huge, they have a huge hill to climb, man. And it looks like uh, LeBron, he's going to win his fourth title. And then he's going to face something who he he probably thinks is more more of a threat to him, you know, preventing him win his fourth title and his legacy. And that's chasing his idol, Michael Jordan, because obviously he had the number 23 uh, growing up, he was a Bulls fan growing up in the 90s, which obviously they had two dynasties, three, six championships. Of course, he was a Yankee fan, like Mac over here. They mm-hmm. won They won four titles. Well, three in the 90s, one in, uh, two in the 2000s, you know. And, um, of course, he was a Cowboy fan where, where they won, won, won some titles as well during that era, that Troy Aikman era. So unlike me, he's had he's seen glory days firsthand. And we're not even we're we're just talking about him as a child. We're not even talking about him as a player. Winning winning in every place he's played with so far. Right now he has that chance to do it with the Lakers. He's two wins away. Two wins away from fulfilling his destiny and officially winning a championship for every team he played for. And to me, not LeBron, you can't stop LeBron. LeBron is going to do this. Whether it takes four games, whether it takes six games, or, or a decisive game seven, LeBron James is going to get this title. I mean, you, what else can I say? I'm sorry, if you're a Heat fan, all five of you, LeBron James is going to win this championship. Case closed. He, he's he's going to do it, man. And if you don't believe me, man, if you don't believe me, let his work speak for himself. Let his work speak for himself. Because the the, the last game, game two, um, which was last night, he um he he torched the heat. He had he almost had a triple double. 
in 39 minutes, he scored 33 points, nine rebounds, and nine assists. And then, he, of course, you know, he had that tag team with, with AD, Anthony Davis, with a, with a triple-double, 32-14 and 14 as well. And then you had a, a blast from the past. Rajon Wando, 16 points and 10 assists. You know, I mean, and, and that's how they got the 124-114 win. And now that the Heat, their back is against the wall, game three is a must win. Because obviously, game four, no matter what, game four is a game win. Because if they don't, to me, game three is a, is a is a is a is a must win right now because if they lose this game they're gonna be down three zero they're gonna be down three zero and we all know when a basketball team is down three zero you're not coming out of this series alive so game three is the most important game of this series because if they go down zero and three they might as, they might as well sign their will and testament. And give it to the to the to the Lakers because they're not gonna survive. They're not gonna survive winning. They're not gonna win four straight. I, I could tell you that much. It would be funny if I would be right, and they, and then I look back at this 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 episode and be like, wow. Well, I guess I was wrong. But history shows if you're down three zero in any sport, with the exception of baseball, which Macaulay could tell you that personally. Extremely difficult, extremely yep. impossible to come back down 3-0. So Lakers, Lakers, Lakers' job here is just a, it's just step on them. They they got the lead, and and win just sweep, bring the broom, bring the broom and sweep them. You can't, you know, don't give don't give don't give them a chance. Don't give Butler a chance. You know what I'm saying? Don't give them a chance because. Time is running out for them. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Mac? I like the sound effects in the background. <laughs> um, it might be my, it might be one of my sister's phone, or I could be just saying it's time's up for the late, for the heat. One of the two. You decide, folks. Um, what was I about to say? Um, yeah, I agree with what you said. I mean, right now the heat, they they're down all two, and they're also down two players. You know, uh, Adebayo, who's been playing great for them in this postseason, he's injured. And Drakic, I think that's how you pronounce his name, um, who's one of their best shooters, he's also injured. So he's going to miss game four, game three, I should say. Um, So, yeah, right now uh, he has some injuries, and I don't think they have uh, any chance against the Lakers. Lakers are too big, too athletic, and too skilled for them right now. And LeBron and AD are completely dominating. I mean, the last game, I think both of them combined for like 66 points between them two, between those two. So, and I don't see any way that the Heat are going to contain both LeBron and AD. I mean, it's just going to continue, and they might end up getting swept. I mean, I think it would have been a more competitive series if Celtics had advanced. You know, but unfortunately, Celtics couldn't hold on to leads and close out games. But he, but his chances are not looking good. They're about to get torched. Yep. 
they're going to need a, a Herculean effort um, by um, by Butler and you know Tyler Hero, mm-hmm. yeah. to, to to say the least. They might have to. They might have to have Dwayne Wade come out of retirement, man. I know. They and Alonzo Mourning. Show them how it's done. Yeah. Shoot. They they better they they gonna have to. That's the only way they're gonna have a chance. Yeah, I don't so see. This, I don't see this series going more than five games. I don't either. I really don't. Uh, sh- yeah, I think at the maximum is gonna be five as well. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's gonna be a sweep. I I really think it's gonna be a sweep. I mean, it could it could be could be in five, but yeah, I, the Lakers man, they look like they're firing on all cylinders, and like we said earlier this year, you know they're gonna win a title for LeBron. You know, yeah. I mean not LeBron. Well, obviously LeBron's gonna win, it, but I mean for Kobe. Yeah, you know, like we were saying, like they're you know, the Lakers are going to honor Kobe all year. And, you know, what's the best way to win, to, to honor him, but to win the title. Yeah. And they're two wins away. They're also, so what, I think, 4-0 when they were, they, they were in special Kobe jerseys. Yeah, man, they're going to, they're going to do it. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to do it. And, um, yeah, I guess shifting gears to baseball before we we go right into before we go into the baseball playoffs, you know, we're remiss, man. We have to, you know, baseball lost another icon again. You know, um not too long ago, we lost you know my ace, the franchise, Tom Terrific. You know, Seaver, he passed away. Then his good friend um you know, um, well, his his name escaped me right now. Um, Lou Brock passed away not too long ago, and now Bob Gibson, teammate, longtime teammate, and Seaver's uh, contemporary. You know, a guy who, who dominated the game. You know, with his demeanor on the mound, man. Um, yeah. Um, Bob Gibson, the you know prototypical pitcher man. This dude, this dude was a tough dude. This is that. This is the type of dude you you don't want to you don't want to play around on the mound if if you're facing him. You know, because this dude this dude will will throw throw at you. He, he he don't play. So you know that he was an icon. I mean, he was so dominant in 1968, that they had to change the game. They had to change the mound to make it tougher for pitchers to, to pitch. You know, he had a great year. He had a um, – I think he won the MVP that year. And, uh, you know, he, I think he struck out, what, 17 batters in the World Series, game one. And I think he lost a decisive game seven. Um, I think they, I think if I'm understanding right, I think I might have read he broke his leg or so. But he pitched good anyway, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, for them, they couldn't, uh, you know, win the title that year, even though I think he won two in his uh, his career. But, yeah, an icon, you know. You know, rest in peace, Bob Gibson. 
And, uh, you know, he was a, a, a coach in baseball for many years, you know, including with Joe Torre. And uh, one year with the Mets, he was actually not their pitching coach, but the, their attitude coach, you know. So, I mean, this guy, he's an icon. Um, he had 251 wins, and that dude, he just dominated the game like like very few people could. So, you know, rest in peace to the late, great Bob Gibson. Oh, yeah. One of the all-time greats. I mean, this guy finished with 250, over 250 yeah, wins, uh, over 3,000 strikeouts, uh, under three three ERA, you know, won the Most Valuable Player Award, the Cy Young, World Series champ, nine-time All-Star. I mean, the credentials this guy has is phenomenal. And, you know, he had a great career, one of the all-time greats. I mean, one year he finished with a 1.12 ERA and struck and struck out what 17 in the 1968 World Series, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I mean, this guy was great. Yeah. But yeah. He was good at the plate too. I think one year he hit like five home runs, or I think he had two years where he had five home runs. Yeah. So this dude, this dude could rake. Guy was a great player, man. And it's a major loss. Um, yeah, I mean, my condolences go out to his family. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, he'll he'll definitely be missed. And I can. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, you know, moving on to, you know, the actual modern day series, and um, yeah, this has been this has been a crazy. Crazy playoffs we we've been having. Oh yeah. You know? Um. Yeah. The the um the divisional series is gonna start on Monday. Um. What you gonna call it? The 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 Astros swept the the Twins. Uh, your your rivals, Tampa Bay Rays, who you're gonna face Monday night. They swept the Blue Jays. Your guys, AL East rival as well. Yep. The Yankees they just they, they beat the Indians two and oh. Uh the Braves uh the Braves they 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 swept the the Reds, Dodgers sweep the Brewers, Marlins sweep the Cubs, and here's 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 what we have in uh in this series. Keys Rays, Marlins Braves Padres, Dodgers. Man, this is a this is a, these are championship series type matchups right here. Yeah, you you literally have divisional rivals. Divisional <laughs> rivals playing in All divisional around. series, um, but mainly it's the East and West teams. It's the AL East and the AL West and the NL East and the NL West in mm-hmm. these divisional series. And it great matchups. Padres, Dodgers, mm-hmm. I think is gonna be great. Yankees, mm-hmm. uh, Rays, oh, yeah. um, even the Marlins and Astro uh, and Braves. Braves. Yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah, they're all they're These all gonna good. be great matchups. Yeah, it is gonna be great matchups. The only thing that would make this this divisional series better is if the mess was in it. But well, yeah, of course for you. Other <laughs> <laughs> than that, yeah, this was this was. I mean, hey, I I, I gotta admit, this is a. Uh, a great divisional series. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and people don't 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 sleep on the Marlins. Or, or, or I mean, obviously even the Braves either. But you know, you never know the Marlins, man. They're pesky. And remember, they won the wild card. And every time they won the wild card, they won the World Series. So that's true. Don't be shocked if we have a Yankee Marlins series. Shade of 2003, but the the Yankee fans are going to have the, the, the ending they thought they were going to have, you know, 17 years ago. So, well, hey, if that happens, we definitely want revenge for what happened mm-hmm. in 2003. All right, so let's let's go to these uh, to these series right here. Astros Athletics, who do you think is going to win uh, the Athletics. series? Because uh, Verlano's out. They don't have mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cole anymore. They're mm-hmm. pitching a suspect right now. So A's has better pitching. The A's are a much better team overall. I'm going to go with the A's. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, the Athletics, you know, they're going to give the Astros a workout. Yeah. And they're going to, they know they're behind. So, yeah, the Athletics, I think they're going to, they're going to beat them up. And, uh, you know, Astros, um, you know, um, their boy uh, Stringer, I mean Springer, he's you know he's a free agent, you know, so um, hopefully he won't be like Lindor, laughing about the team not not spending. So yeah, we'll see we'll see what um what happens in uh in his walk here. But um yeah, the Astros, you know, obviously the the targets on them after the whole that whole scandal that they had, you know, in this off season. You know what they did in that championship year in uh, 2017. Um, yeah, they have a huge target on their back. I'd say even more so than the Yankees, which is which is hard to believe. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I think the Athletics will advance as well. All right. Um, on the the what you want to call it, the Nash the National East side of things, the Marlins versus Braves. This one is, is kind of too close to, to call. I mean, normally I would pick the Braves, but Marlins, man, they're, they're, a, they're a feisty team. You know, Braves, they got, they got all those, those Albies, um, Acuna Jr. I mean, yeah, I would say the edge is the Braves, but Marlins, you know, they're the wild card, man. Like, like, in every sense of the word. I mean, they have history on their side, winning the wild card and 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 overcoming the Marlins. They got, you know, they got a little pesky theme there. My mind is telling me Braves, but you know, Marlins, man, they they're they could be that that Cinderella story that every practically every sports have in, in the playoff run. So. My mind is telling me Braves, but the history books are telling me it's the Marlins. Um, you know, I'm gonna. I, I like how the Marlins are playing right now, and you know they are they are a pesky team, but I'm gonna go with the Braves. You know, I think Braves are gonna edge them out, and I think they're gonna advance. So I'm gonna go with the Braves. Yeah, I I mean, I, yeah, I guess I would have to agree with you because my mind is telling me, my mind is telling me the Braves, so I gotta go with my gut. I gotta go with my gut, but 
don't sleep on the Marlins. So I'm, not, you know, I agree with you. I think Braves will advance, but it's not going to be as easy as you guys think it is. You know, with with the Marlins in the playoffs. Um, moving on to Padres Dodgers, you got the NL West matchup: Padres Dodgers. Um, I think I think Dodgers are going to advance. You know, obviously Dodgers they've they for the most part have in the past decade have been in uh, especially the late the latter part of the the past decade in the World Series, and I think uh, this year won't be any different. So I think Dodgers will advance against the Padres, and the Padres are going to try to make it try to beat them and advance to the to the um, NLCS. And that would be their what first time making it there since they lost to the Yankees in the World Series in '98. So we'll see. But I, but again, I'm picking the Dodgers to to advance. Dodgers, who you got? I'm gonna go with the Dodgers to go to advance in the next round. I like Padres. I like the way they've been playing and their pitching. But I think Dodgers are just the better team overall. I think the Dodgers are the best team in the National League overall, so I'm going to go with them to advance to the next round. All right. Last but not least, probably the the marquee matchup of them all, and that is, of course, the Tampa Bay Rays battling their nemesis, the New York Yankees. I won't even ask you the question. I'll ask you another question. How many games do you think the Yankees will win in this series? I think Yankees will take it in six. Yeah, I think that's that's reasonable. Because these Rays are, are feisty, man. They're, they're not, they're not going to get swept. Yeah. Best case scenario for the Yankees would be five games. But, yeah, I think in six. I, I agree with you. I think I think Yankees will win in six. Face the Athletics uh, in the ALCS, and then the Dodgers will will face the Braves, you know, in the NLCS. And I guess I'll just save my my World Series when we get I guess a little closer towards that time. Yeah. But wait, yeah, um, wait. Let me let me think. The division round is uh, five games. That's a five, isn't it? Or just that's a seven? Hmm. I can't remember. It, it was best is it of... usually five? I think it might usually be five. Yeah, I think it's five, right? Or did they change it to seven? I don't know. Because they're always doing all these different changes. Oh, it's to best the of five. But yeah, it is best of five. Oh, it's Sorry. Best of five. Okay. I'm thinking of NBA. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is best of five because, yeah, it, we're right. I wasn't sure if they changed it because they keep changing everything in this in this game, right? right. So yeah. So in that case, I'm gonna go with the uh, Yankees. Yeah, I'll go Yankees with the win in five, five games. Yeah, go to the limit. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, I still think it doesn't change anything when you think about it because they're gonna definitely win, definitely win two games in this series. They're not they're not gonna be swept. Yeah. So. I guess it's gonna be tough. Yeah, I'll have a, they'll have a decisive game five. Instead of the Yankees winning, you know, obviously w- winning a best of seven, they're gonna win it in in a decisive game five. So 
it, it's, it's going to be an interesting match. I mean, it, you know, tension has been building between these two teams for the last couple of years, mm. the last several years, you know, throwing at each other, especially this year where uh, Rays felt like, you know, the Yankees were throwing at them intentionally and they had some mm. words for the Yankees. So, you know, it, and they're the little brother. You know, they feel like they've been bullied by the Yankees for years and now it's their time to shine. But, you know, Yankees trying to keep them down. You know, mm-hmm. it's not their time yet. You know, the Yankees have also been knocking on the door the last several years trying to get to the World Series. So hopefully this is the year. And hoping that, you know, Rays aren't that team to keep us, prevent us from going to the World Series this year. But it's going to be a tough showdown. Great matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. The whole world is watching. Now, uh, sh- shifting gears uh, to the Mets. Um, who do you think that if Cohen gets signed, who do you think the Mets should go after to improve the team? Wow. I mean, Cause to me, there's three people they should go after, but um, what is your agent out there? Um, let's see. There's, I think Darvish. I think is Darvish a free agent? I'm not sure. No, he might not be a free agent. Um, well, they definitely need pitching because you know you're gonna lose yeah. Strowman. They got you know. well, yeah. Strowman's a free agent. Uh, Trevor Bauer is out there. Um, Bauer, they should definitely go after. I think give him a chance. Yeah, me too. I I definitely agree with that. JT Real Muto, uh, George Springer. Uh, I'm trying to think who else could be out there. Um, it escapes me for the moment. But yeah, for but to me, I think the important moves the Mets have to make is um, extend Conforto, give Conforto a contract extension. Um, make them comfortable, you know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that guy, that guy is clutch, man. Obviously, he, you know, he, you know, he's he's shown flashes throughout his career. He can, he can never really stay healthy that much, you know, for most of his his career, you know. But he's a, he's a clutch guy. I mean, it was evident in his rookie year when he hit the, when he had two home runs, like in that World Series, in in that World Series game, like that's that's no small feat, you know. Um, they 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 should resign him. I think they should definitely sign Trevor Bauer, you know, and and and, and sign JT Realmuto. Yeah, you know, those are the two guys they they must get. The Mets right now, I mean, they need pitching, you know, and some bullpen help, I guess, as well, and mm-hmm. some offense, you know, because at times the offense is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. You know, they need some more power in the lineup, don't you agree? Oh yeah, of course. That's why they need. That's why they need real Muto, and dare I say, maybe even go after George Springer. He would improve their their center field defense and improve their offense in one yeah. swoop. So I say definitely they should go after him. Yeah, that'd be a great addition. And then for the Yankees, you know, the Yankees they they gotta resign. Um, right now, the Yankees, you know, they, their season is still going on right now. So oh, yeah. right now, we'll we'll focus on who's coming back and who's who we need to get after the season. You know, our season is still going on right now. 
Well, yeah, but I'm, but what I'm saying is that they got to resign, they got to resign Lemayhu and Tanaka. That's well, my, yeah, that's my whole point. Yeah, well, Tanaka, I don't know. Uh, yeah, this might be his last season winning. I'm not sure if uh, they're gonna bring him back or not. But I would love to see him come back. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's gonna happen. Uh, Lemayhu's definitely, I think, that's a mm-hmm. must. That's their priority. That's a high priority. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, yeah, no question. They, 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 they definitely know he's the top priority, and oh, I yeah. think they should sign Tanaka. I mean, he's been a reliable, reliable guy in their their rotation. So, they should yeah. definitely uh, resign him. But like you said, right now that's in their rearview mirror. Yeah. You know, they they gotta they gotta or or in their far far distance. Right now, they got to focus on what's ahead of them, and it's the Rays. So, we'll see what happens with, with the with the Yankees moving forward. Um, yeah, now, yeah, let's move on to um, the Rangers, man. They, you know, it's the end of an era. King Hen- King uh, Hendrick Holmquist, man. He, you know, they. They they released them a few days ago. I mean, we all unfortunately knew that was going to happen. You know, the, especially with that three goalie rotation they had this year. Um, but yeah, it's you know, the winningest Ranger goalie, and I think this, he has the six wins of all time for a goalie. Um, you know they're they're gonna call it you know he he they're they basically bought him out. So the guy who who's literally done it all, in you know for the blue shirts except you know, you know win the Stanley Cup, you know it's it's the end of an era, you know uh, we don't know if he's going to pursue his career, you know elsewhere or hang up his uh you know his goalie mask forever. Um, you know, all we got to say is, you know, thank you for all he did, you know, all he's done for like, what, 19 years? Yeah. You know, with the Rangers. So, you know, what's your, what's your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's sad to see, uh, New York great and, you know, in New York sports go, uh, you know, I feel like he's been on the Rangers forever, but he's only been on, on the Rangers for what, 15 seasons, right? That he played for the Rangers, was it? I think it's been 15 seasons. I, I think, think. It's, I think it'll be 19 years. Well, let me let me let me check. Is it 19 years? Oh, okay, maybe. I it's think not. so. Let me just let me just uh, make sure. Uh, 19 years. What? Wow, that's a long time. Has it been? Oh no, long? actually, actually, it's 15. It's 2000. Oh, okay. 2005 to 2020. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's uh, you know, and he's had a great career with us, as you said. You know, brought us to that World Cup, uh, although we didn't uh, not the World Cup, the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. We didn't win it, but you know, um, yeah, he had some great moments with us, and he's gonna go down as one of the greatest um, Power Rangers we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not talking about the Green Ranger. I'm talking about the New York Rangers. You know, yep. Mm-hmm. Called King Henrik for a reason, and you know. He's earned that title throughout his career. And he's, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's uh, the only goaltender to have a, like a 10 or 11 30-win seasons 
in his first uh, 12 seasons, something like that, that they were saying. But, yeah, he's great. Great, great yeah. goaltender. One of the greatest to ever played a game. Amen to that, man. He definitely deserves his uh, eventual eventual uh, Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's the first, like you said, he's the first NHL goalie to start his career with 11 straight 21 seasons. Mm-hmm. So, and he has the most goalies, you know, shout-outs for a goalie at MSG. Um, you know, he has 449 wins as a Ranger goalie. The fastest goal, goalie to win 400, you know, games in, in NHL history. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be missed. But uh you know with that with that said, uh moving on to uh WWE. Um let me see. Yeah, the I guess the biggest thing that happened uh this week other than Clash of Champions was the Fiend returned and uh uh he attacked Kevin Owens. You're still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, I was saying the biggest thing that happened uh, this week was uh, Kevin Owens being attacked by Bray Wyatt. For a second, that with your sounds, I thought The Fiend attacked you too. <laughs> no, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. Just speaking. All right. That, you know, what, what was your thoughts on that? Well, no, it's uh, that was uh, well, with the whole Lex Bliss, uh, you know, being brainwashed by The Fiend. You knew uh, that Fee was going to come out when she was being interviewed by Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, and then, you know, she said, let him out, let him in. Mm-hmm. And then you see Bray Wyatt attack KO out of nowhere once the, light, mm-hmm. the lights turned dark and then it came back on. But that's going to be an interesting storyline now. Yeah, next week you're going to have uh, Bray Wyatt fight against KO, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be fighting as the scene's going to be fighting as a, you know, Mr. Rogers character that we've seen, that evil Mr. Rogers character. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, uh, it's an interesting storyline. You know, I still think they, they, they should have put him in the Roman Reigns, you know, mm-hmm. to go after Roman Reigns. But I think they're holding that back until maybe Survivor Series. So mm-hmm. at the very least, yeah. Or at the very earliest. Yeah, but yeah, it looks looking like uh, this uh, Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt thing. You know, it's maybe more than Sister Abigail. Maybe she might, you know, she might be like a female sidekick to him. I guess. Something. I guess so. Because now they officially made their alliance official. Now. Yeah. You know they've been teasing it for literally months, but. Now they finally pulled the trigger on uh, this uh, this alliance. Yeah, should be interesting. Yeah. yeah, one thing. Yeah, before we get to the results of the uh, Clash of the Champions, one thing that hasn't has not been interesting, and of course I'm talking about the the feud that 
doesn't want to end. And I'm not talking about Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin. I'm talking about I'm talking about this Rey Mysterio and Dominic versus Seth Rollins and Buddy uh, Buddy Murphy. Um, well, well, actually, WWE just want to call him Murphy now, but oh well. You know this this whole rivalry has been going on forever, and like I was warning you guys a few weeks ago that it looks like they're teasing that they they were going to have, you know, um, Aaliyah and uh, Bunny Murphy was going to have, you know, hinting at a relationship. Now, now they took it to one step further that they were texting each other and Seth Rollins, you know, eavesdropped on, you know, um, Murphy's, uh, you know, text messages that him and Aaliyah were, were exchanging, you know, to each other. <laughs> now now Murphy is, you know, looks like he's teasing that he might break up, you know, stop being his, you know, disciple. And like I was saying, this whole storyline is making lesser sense than ever. First, it made sense that, okay, Rey Mysterio attacked Seth Rollins without any warning the day um, Becky Lynch, his real-life uh, fiance, um, announced that, that she's leaving WWE, you know, to become a mother. And then Rey Mysterio congratulated him. Seth Rollins had a comatose um, stare in the ring, and then out of nowhere he snapped and blinded Rey Mysterio, Okay. So, rightfully, Rey Mysterio wanted his revenge, you know. Then his son got involved, Dominic, and, you know, basically, they've been trading wins back and forth. And then afterwards, what really killed this rivalry for me was when, um, you know, Seth Rollins, you know, and and his son, I think, beat... beat, uh, Murphy in the in the ring, and then they took they ended the raw with the entire Mysterio family. And let me underline: the entire Mysterio family were were whipping uh, Buddy Murphy with the kendo sticks. <laughs> what happened the very next episode? They had this grudge match between Dominic and uh, Seth Rollins. In the in a cage match, which at this point I was feeling like the the Mysterios finally got their comeuppance, you know, they got their revenge last week. No point of them fighting, you know, Seth Rollins. It's crazy. But after that, you know, Seth Rollins defeated Ray. I mean, not Ray, um, Dominic, and as you know, Seth Rollins after the match was, you know, he slammed the, the cage door in uh, Buddy Murphy's face. You know, the, all the Mysterio family members were coming to see how Dominic was doing after he got curb stomped, I think twice, if memory serves me right. And everybody was going to see how Dominic was doing. Everybody except his, bro- his, his sister, Aaliyah. What does she do before she goes into the ring? She checks to see how Buddy Murphy is doing, which 
if you remember that week prior to that, she she personally attacked Buddy Murphy with a kendo stick. So instead of checking on her brother, she checked on their their rival. So and then of course you know this whole soap opera thing of them. Oh my goodness, you know Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah are are secretly in love with each other and all this stuff. So my question to you is, what happened from the end of Raw where every the entire Mysterio family, including Aaliyah, was attacking Buddy Murphy with a candlestick, point that she wants to check on to see if he's okay? What ha- What episode of Raw did we miss? Was it on main event? Was it on Velocity? I mean, what was there an episode that we missed? Explain to me, Mac. What? Where? Yeah, where is this I, in hey, your part? My my guess is <laughs> as good as yours. You know, I can't. I I can't explain it either. You know, I don't know where that change happened. Well, you know, but I guess you know there was something. Uh, so something that was going on even before that, maybe. I don't know. Then why did she hit with a, with a, with a candlestick then? Uh, yeah, if she that, cared about him. Yeah, that's weird. I guess that's she what, wanted, she's fronting for her family, maybe. I guess so. That's the, but she didn't look like she was fronting. She looked like she enjoyed it, attacking <laughs> him with the candlestick. So. Yeah, she, she probably had to do it, you know, to make it seem like, you know, she didn't care for him, but then. She really did care for him. I don't know. WWE logic. Yeah, you know. You gotta love it. Very weird. So, yeah, the only logical reason is that something unforeseen or unseen in the storyline between the last Raw, the last movie on Monday Night Raw, and then the next episode of Raw, which was, what was it, two weeks ago? that somehow they changed because obviously WWE was not paying attention to their storylines. But yeah, I, I digress. I, yeah, I, it, I could it, teach a whole, I could teach a whole college, um, you know, lecture. a lecture on, on, yeah. on WWE's logic yeah. just on this storyline alone. But yeah, let's digress. Let's, let's dive right into the results of the, the, um, Class of the Champions. Yep. Uh, well, basically, Cesaro and Nakamura, they defeat Lucha House Party, and they retain the WWE SmackDown Championship. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. Here's the surprise for me. Sami Zayn defeats Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. To me, that was the right call, because Sami Zayn was bragging the whole time that he was never he never lost the title, which is true. The WWE vacated his title, um, you know, you know, around the COVID time. Apparently, the rumor I, I don't know if I remember AJ Styles who said it that the real reason why he he um you know he was out all those times you know obviously it was because of the COVID, but apparently his his wife had a had a child, so. Oh. That that was, you know, I guess he didn't want to contaminate the kid, so he, you know, he stayed. So that that's the reasoning why he's been gone for like five months, and then they vacated the title, which they never did it with Brock Lesnar when he when he was gone for months. Yeah, 
So, I mean, they totally threw out that old school 30-day title defense clause where you have to defend your title within 30 days or your title would be vacated. But, yeah, that Brock Lesnar rule, Brock Lesnar, I mean, he shattered that rule without them ever doing putting that into effect. And then you had Asuka defeat Zelina Vega to retain the Raw Women's Championship. No surprise there. I mean, but I think, uh, you know, you know Vega, that could be a real threat. I think they, they should have saved that, that feud, you know, yeah, a little bit later down the line. But, you know, Asuka defeated, you know, got the, the defense. Yeah, that was a good match. Then you had Lashley, he retained, um, you know, the title, the uh, U- U.S. title against Apollo Crews. Profits, they defeat Andrade and Garza, which, you know, I thought Andrade and Garza would, you know, finally win the title. But we've been saying this all year, basically. Every time we think three Profits is going to lose the title to Andrade and Garza, they always find a way to pull it out. Win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the shocker right here. Asuka was supposed to defend her title against Nikki Cross, but she wasn't clear to fight for some reason. I don't even remember the reason. Um, so, as a result... No, no, what am I saying? Um, yeah, no, Bailey, yeah, Bailey, was supposed to, Bailey was supposed to defend the title against Asuka. Right. But Nikki Cross wasn't able to defend the title. So the surprise person who was going to challenge for the title was Asuka. And uh, Asuka defeated Bailey, but it was by disqualification. So even though Asuka won the match, Bailey retained the title. And to me, this shows like WWE's, you know, uncreative, you know, uncreativity because they could have used somebody else in this, in this spot to, to, um, you know, compete for the title. I mean, if they weren't really going to have a unification match, having this this marquee matchup makes no sense. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I don't know, man. This this whole Bailey Sasha you know thing. It's I don't know what they're waiting for. You know, you, yeah. you already had the attack, and now you're delaying the match. I mean. My, this it should have happened at this past pay per view. Yeah, guess when it's coming gonna happen. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna have it probably until next year now. Wrong. They're, they're making people wait now. Wrong. On the show, they, they no. This Friday night SmackDown. Wait, is this is this Friday? Yeah, apparently, according to the show, they're going to have... Well, I was joking with you, like, two weeks ago that, you know, knowing WWE, they're going to rush this pay-per-view. It might even be on, on, on SmackDown. Well, I was just two weeks off, or a week or two off. Oh, yeah. Yep, I, they're I, doing it on Friday Night SmackDown. Like, I this is the, a, a WrestleMania matchup. You're going to You're going to rush it now? Wow. And then if you're gonna make them fight on a pay per view, if you're gonna make them fight, you might as well make them fight in the pay per view, whether it's at Hell in the Cell, or Clash of the Champions, Survivor Series, or preferably WrestleMania. They just keep wrestling. They keep they keep 
forcing these, uh, like rushing these storylines. Yeah, I I missed the second half of SmackDown. That's why I didn't see that. Well, you didn't see, you didn't miss much because now they're gonna have them fight uh, on SmackDown. So, and then they're gonna have the draft soon. I think oh, yeah. starting October twelfth, if my memory serves me right. And then of course the SmackDown following SmackDown. I think that might be on the sixteenth. I can't. I'd have to remember. Uh, yeah. And then you had entire no oh yeah well I, I pick Randy Orton to win so I can't say no surprise there no surprise I mean generally speaking that McIntyre retained but I thought I thought Orton yeah, was gonna I didn't win. see McIntyre was gonna lose the title I and mean, McIntyre's not gonna lose the title until next year yeah most likely until WrestleMania or after WrestleMania I don't even think he's gonna lose at WrestleMania I think he's gonna lose sometime after WrestleMania yeah yeah so. McIntyre retains the WWE Championship. And then, of course, on Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton, <laughs> he pulled off his his best hitman, you know, um, impression or something, and, and dressed up as a janitor, beat, all the, beat, beat up all the legends, wearing night goggles, like if he was Splinter Cell or something. <laughs> and they and then he he walks away and apparently the WWE the WWE executives weren't watching their own show because they would have clearly saw that he he beat he beat up all the legends which were Christian Big Show Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair you know in the janitor outfit shut off the lights beat them up and then afterwards he he he, he um covers himself and, and points like like they, he's over there or something. They all run past them like it was like a movie, a scene out of a movie, <laughs> yeah. like like out of The Godfather or something. Okay. Like he whacked all of them and then he just walked away. Like like um, what's his name? Um, Michael Corleone when he what wh- that that uh that scene when he when he when he uh he went you know he lost his mind in the pizzas that that uh restaurant. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Like, and he just walks away. And then every, nobody sees it, what happened to him. Nobody recognizes it was him. Like cinematically, it 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 looks interesting. I'll give it that. But you know, if you're thinking of it logically, like then I even nobody in WWE was paying watching the show to see what happened. <laughs> and if they were watching the show, how did they know they were attacked? That's a little food for thought there. The WWE logic. <laughs> yep. You gotta love it. And then last but not, not, not last but not least, you had Roman Reigns defeating his cousin Jay Uso by a technical knockout to retain the WWE Universal Title. I've been doing the show with you for eleven years, and ladies and gentlemen, you can admit. I'm a man. I can admit when I'm wrong, and I have to admit that the the Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso match was a lot better than I thought it would be. You know, I'll yeah. give it that. I thought it was, it was a match that should uh, a non-title match that should have happened on 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 SmackDown. You know, if you're gonna have this match, it should have been just on SmackDown. But you know, they they put a good match. You know, it was. 
the most important thing that was important about this this the 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 this uh, feud was the storytelling. Storytelling, you know, Paul Heyman narrating the you know the family bloodline, all the you know the the legendary Samoan wrestlers you know through that bloodline, you know, uh, High Chief Peter Mavia, the Wild Samoans, uh, which one of them was uh, Rowan Reigns' father, Rikishi, The Rock. You know, the list goes on. And then, of course, the Usos. You know, they talked about the whole family lineage, which, I mean, even goes even deeper than that. But, um, yeah, you know, it was a beautiful story that they told in the ring. You know, it basically showed Roman Reigns was, you know, willing to do anything, hurt even the the, the people he loved, just to be, just so he could be the, the, the tribal chief. The breadwinner, the the one who has all the glory in his household. So you know they the, the story was beautifully told. You know Jay Uso was the underdog that never gave up. His his brother had to literally throw in the towel, reminiscent of uh, Rocky throwing the towel, you know, um, on the behalf of Apollo uh, Creed, you know, against uh, uh, you know um, Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. And it told a beautiful story. You know, he, he had to throw in the towel. I mean, there was a, a similar matchup like that in AEW with uh, John Moxley um, fighting uh, Brian Cage and, and Taz, who was who is uh, Brian Cage's manager. He threw in the towel to, to prevent his, uh, you know, his, his wrestler Cage having another separated shoulder. So he threw in the he threw in the towel in that instance. So I mean I give them credit. The story you know was was told beautifully. Jimmy you know he didn't want to see his brother get hurt. Throw in the towel and acknowledge Roman Reigns as the the tribal chief of the family. Which you know right there the, the story was beautifully told. Case closed. But nope, SmackDown. Had the he was gonna have the coronation supposedly made sense to me, but then he canceled it and says that he don't feel like he's the tribal chief because Jay didn't acknowledge him. So then Jay started talking smack, saying that he wants to challenge him. Rowan Reigns is saying that he didn't enjoy beating him up. You know that hurt him. That was the worst day of his life not only for his career, beating up his own cousin. And then, um, you know, now we have a, a rematch at Hell in the Cell. But they haven't revealed what the match is going to be. Hmm. I wonder what match is so brutal and devastating that is fitting for the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view match. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I'll have to think of that one. It would be like having a Royal Rumble event without the Royal Rumble, if that gives you a clue. So, what is your thought of this? This uh, this feud is continuing. I mean, it's I understand you know having this whole sibling rivalry, you know him versus you know his cousin, but I mean this is being dragged on for no reason, and not and you he gets to win in a dominating fashion. 
dominating fashion at the pay per view, and now you're gonna have a rematch for what? <laughs> I mean, I can understand you can uh, having a match with you know the the brother, mm-hmm, you know yeah. Jay's brother, but now you're gonna have a rematch. I mean, after he just got his ass knocked out, I mean, <laughs> uh, what's the point? For real. I mean, he's not a major, he's not a championship contender like that, you know, to be getting a rematch, you know. So I don't get it. You know, I think, I think maybe WWE is running out of ideas. I don't know. Uh I mean, what about Bray Wyatt? What about uh, Braun Strowman? You know, what about them? They still deserve a title shot. Exactly. Are they just waiting until, or, or making them wait until Survivor Series? If that might be it, maybe. Cause come on, man, like, put some titles on some people who haven't had the title before, like, like Bobby Lashley, you know? Yeah. Or Cesaro, put the put the title on someone who hasn't won it, who who's paid yeah. their dues in, in, in this right. in this business, man. Like, I, and don't get me wrong with Jey Uso. I mean, you know, obviously. You know, he's paid his dues as well. You know, he's, you know, on paper, deserving to have a title opportunity. But they didn't build the story. They didn't build it up for to make Jey Uso a, a, a championship-caliber wrestler. Right mm-hmm. now, we still see him as a, a tag team competitor who's fighting his cousin, you know, to try to win the title. He's an mm-hmm. underdog. Yes, he is, but... Right now, Roman Reigns succeeded in a, in a realistic fashion that he dominated Roman Reigns. I mean, he dominated Jey Uso to prove that Jey Uso is not in his league. But he fought valiantly. But now they're milking the story. The only way the story could have made more sense is if Jimmy would have would have came back from his injury and 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 challenge Jay. I mean, challenge Roman Reigns to fight to to um you know to fight for his brother's honor. After he threw the towel, you know, he felt guilty about his 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 brother. You know him, you know, throwing the match for his brother. So you know now he's gonna try to fight for his brother's honor. You know that would have made sense, but it had Jay Uso fight. Again, and then he's gonna lose again. Like, how's this gonna build? His, how's this gonna build him up as a championship contender it makes in the no future? Sense. It makes no sense. And not to mention, people are thinking. Even the announcer Corey Graves thinks this is nepotism. Like he's only getting the star shot because it's his cousin. Yeah. So and that's another reason why he don't look like he earned it. You know what I'm saying? Like. WWE should have built up the storyline a little bit more better for real to, to, to buy into the story completely. Yeah, what about, or even if they had did a handicap match, that would have made more sense. Exactly. Yeah. Give us something new. But, yeah. But unlike, you know, WWE, AEW, you know, they're, you know, they're doing some new stuff. You know, they're, they're teasing that uh, MJF is going to join Jericho's inner circle, you know, in a funny skit. Because, uh, you know, Jericho and MJF, you know, they're one of the top two heels of, uh, you know, AEW. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. They basically have chemistry because you can see those guys for like the past two or three weeks, they've been interacting with each other, you know. But you can see that even though they're like kissing each other, you know, flattering each other, you can see there's a little tension there. But you can see that they're, you know, that they have chemistry and it wouldn't make sense for them to join forces and have MJF join uh, Jericho's uh, inner circle group. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened on AEW also. Um, uh, I think they had a tag team match um, with... I think... I'm trying to think who fought. I think John Moxley and... uh, I think Darby Allen fought against uh, Ricky Stark and... Who's the other person he? Who who's the other person? Who's the other person he tagged with? I can't even remember. It might have been Ricky Starks and and um maybe I guess it have to be Brian Cage. I can't even remember what's going on. Um, but yeah, next next week, you know, they're gonna celebrate Jericho. It's gonna be his his uh his uh, 30th year as a wrestler. So they're going to honor him, you know, he's going to fight against a guy who I think he, you know, he had history with from way back in the days. Uh, His name is Luther. So he's going to, you know, battle against them. I guess in honor of that. Um, Yeah, there's rumors that Arn Anderson, he's going to try to, Form a, a what you call it a, a four horsemen in AEW, but they're going to be called the four horsemen. I don't know. Yeah, he's trying to get. Yeah, he's trying to apparently get that trademark so he could use a four horsemen like group. You know, in uh, in AEW. Okay. Yeah. Who the four horsemen will be, or four horsemen will be, who knows? I mean, he was most recently associated with uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, as his coach. Oh, and speaking of which, Cody Rhodes, uh, he returned to AEW. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was. I think it was at the pay-per-view event he returned, or, or the, or it might have been last week's AEW that he returned. But yeah, he um he looks more like darker or gothic now. He doesn't, you know, look like how he was looking before he uh you know, before he, you know, uh, got beat up by um Mr. Brody Lee for the TNT uh title tag uh, you know, TNT title. So yeah, that looks like there's going to be a, you know, their feud's going to get reignited. I think they're gonna fight it. As, as a matter of fact, I think they're gonna face each other in a rematch on uh, this upcoming uh, uh, dynamite match. Because I, I think they're gonna have a marquee ma- matchups uh, this this uh, I think Wednesday night. So yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing you know that the AEW as well as NXT NXT. Uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, they they have a pay per view event later tonight. 
uh, TakeOver 31. Kyle O'Reilly, he's going to try to win his first world title against Finn Balor, which I assume he's going he's gonna to retain it against uh, Kyle O'Reilly. But they're, te- they're already teasing that the, um, the undisputed era, you know, led by Adam Cole might break up. Mm. But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, any last things you'd like to say before we head out? Uh, well, enjoy the pay-per-view. Uh, the pay-per-view is tomorrow, right? Yeah, take, 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 it's a, yeah, take over 31. Yeah, so enjoy that. Uh, I'll, hey, I might check it out. You know, see how that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, enjoy sports tomorrow. Enjoy the football. Um, and the MLB playoffs. Uh, go Yankees. Hopefully we beat the Rays this this upcoming week. Yep. And uh, Justin Giants are still undefeated. And it looks like they're going to go under. They're going to – I mean, not undefeated. They're going to be winless. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Darnold, he had, like, a great drive you know, rushing touchdown. He got hurt, uh, came back into the game. But, yeah, you know, it looks like the team is going to um, – looks like, you know, both teams might go, uh, you know, winless this year. Um, but I guess time will tell what will happen. I just hope, you know, Adam Gates will get fired. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, time for us to go. So, uh you know, check out, you know, Sports 7 Legend every Saturday at 11. Check out the YouTube channel, Sports 7 Legend TV. And, uh, you know, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.